Hello, my name is Becky Schmader, and I'm the Game Master for This Could Get Dicey. I wanted to welcome you all into our Dungeons & Dragons show that we're putting together here. We're new to podcasting, but not so new to Dungeons & Dragons. Um, we're here to have fun and fulfill our own dreams of putting the stories that we like to make out into the world. Uh, we're hoping that you don't have to fully understand D&D to enjoy this. Um, in fact, we're trying to make it as approachable as possible. D&D brings us joy, and we hope that you can find joy in this too. So without further ado, here's the first episode of This Could Get Dicey. to the very first episode of This Could Get Dicey, a D&D podcast where a group of buds get to unwind from their nine to fives and step into the world of Drew Gala. My name is Destiny Nieto. I will be playing Loomis Bjorn. And before things get a little too dicey, I'd just like to say it's a beautiful day to, unironically, as a 30-year-old without kids, hop on the Bluey bandwagon. Hey, hey, it's a good bandwagon. It's a good bandwagon to be on, I love it so much. Oh my god! That's great. That's a I great love show. it. Every now and then, there's a blue dog that just you know Comes sits along in your to heart. Save us. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shout out New Zealand. Um, uh, Australia. My name is uh, is Australia. I'm oh, it's Asian. Australia. My, <laughs> my name is Alex Villarreal. I will be playing the character Ellis Vendove, and I, today's a beautiful day to listen to like a bunch of really good new songs. Um, Good, good, good time to do that, y'all. Uh, if by new you mean like from two years ago, and I'm just now hearing them, same. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Hi, my name is Kenny Chilton. I'm a play. I'm a play. I'm playing <laughs> Emil Mazak, and it's a beautiful day to read through some old diaries. Ooh, like how old? Like. 2007 and on. <laughs> hell Old. Yeah. Old. Uh, hello. My name is Becky Schmader, and I am the game master, dungeon master for This Could Get Dicey. And today is a beautiful day to world build. Weave. Weave, weaver. And with that... <laughs> Shall we get into it, everybody? We feeling good? We feeling ready to make a podcast? I'm feeling funky fresh. You getting ready to sh- share with the world our story? Ready. Ready spaghetti. I'm ready, Freddy. Okay. Welcome to the world of Drew Gala. In the year 261, era of Arcana, we find ourselves on the continent of Ice Rune, 
where magic pulses through the air. While other parts of the world of Drugala were unsure what the arcane really was, those that dwelled in the dark of Icerune knew. The forests are old here and wild magic swirls in the air. One could almost think that they could pluck magic from the trees as they grow and raw arcane power can be felt deep within the bowels of the mountains. A legend was spoken in a whisper to those that would listen that deep within the earth laid a slumbering dark magic, stronger than that which floats upon the surface. And if one was to release it, they could have all their desires fulfilled and all of the power in the world at their fingertips. But perhaps it's time to create a new legend on this continent of adventure, heartbreak, loss, companionship, success, and only time will tell what else. We find ourselves on a hill, looking out across the land. In the distance, the magnificent city of Mistfall can be seen and past it the gleaming mountain peaks of the Silver Summits. Before us is a man in tattered clothes, a spyglass in hand looking out across the horizon. He wears a leather vest made out of hide, simple torn and muddied pants. Two hand axes hang from his belt. He closes the spyglass and makes his way down the hill, where at the base appears to be a small opening into the hill, a cave of sorts. And at the mouth, the small camp is there with simi similarly dressed folk. Uh, Raj, any funny business in the area? An orc woman asks as she stirs the pot over the fire. Uh, no, I reckon the coast is clear. No one's looking for the ones we got today on the road. Might as well pick through them, eh? The orc woman nods and joins the man we assume to be Raj. They make their way into the camp, leaving two others at the fire. The cave is narrow and winds back a little before opening into two larger rooms. In the corner of the far room, we see three people tied up, gagged and blindfolded. Uh, Emil, you are finding yourself coming too, your head throbbing majorly, a bump surely forming on your head. You're tied up, the ground cool and slightly damp. You're gagged and blindfolded. You feel the warmth of one body to your left. Suddenly, you're being dragged by your feet away, your head thumping down to the ground again, a pulse through you as the bump on your head gets nicked again on the rocky, uneven ground. You're pulled a little ways before your blindfold is taken off. You see, standing above you, a human man with a leather vest made out of hide and muddied pants. Uh, beside him, an orc woman, muddied pants and bandages around her torso. Uh, please, Emil, could you describe what they see as they look down upon you? Uh, yes. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yes. They see, uh, if this person was standing, Emil was standing at full height, uh, he'd be about 6'1", uh, medium build, uh, formerly very neatly styled, short, side-parted hair. I think now it's probably a little tussled up, and if that bump has produced any blood, it's kind of trickled into <clears throat> the, the hair that's usually very well done. Um, he's got a, a light brown skin, uh, a human um, cleanly shaven, kind of a boyish face with, with uh, just plain brown eyes. Uh, yeah, by all intents and purposes, just a normal human man um, just kind of looking up through watery eyes and, uh, as the light kind of hits me. Sure. Uh, the orc woman looks down at you, kind of kneeling down at your head. Uh, this one's kind of fancy. 
got anything of use on you? She says, kind of directing it towards you. And you're, you are gagged, so I don't know how much you can say, but... <laughs> uh, the man begins rummaging through your pockets. Uh, do they find anything on you? Uh, of value? I mean, I have, like, normal kind of... Normal things. Sep- I think the, the one thing that they might find of value is I have a gold piece. <laughs> a gold piece? And one Just gold one? piece. One gold piece? Yep. They, I think he, he snags it then. He's like, well, nothing. And kind of like tosses it into like a little pile of like stuff that they've gathered. If and, they uh, um, are, if they have a sharp enough eye, they might see that the suit itself that I'm currently wearing, uh, a dark blue suit over a white button-up shirt. Um, if I'm wearing my clothes still, uh, mm-hmm. it's well made. It's nicely tailored. Uh, beautiful. Can't say suit, that they care about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. No, keep. If you need to keep describe, if you want to keep describing it. Uh, no, that, that that's I think the most valuable thing I have on me at the moment. Okay, they they not they're not sure what to do with that at the moment, um, and so the org woman goes, "All right, get the next one." Uh, they quickly move on to dragging another person forward. And Ellis, you have been sitting listening to these bandits for a few hours. Uh, you felt people walk in and out. You felt a, a body set on either side of you. One recently dragged away only moments ago. Uh, you now feel yourself picked by your feet and dragged away from the wall you're leaning on. Your blindfold is removed, and beside you is a man, uh, the man that uh, is a meal, um, and another man and an orc woman are hovering over you. What do they see? <clears throat> um, immediately when the mask comes off, you just you do hear Ella say, well, well shit, damn, I usually have you're to pay for this before this. Well, they do see a half-elf, um, skin in between fair and olive, dark blonde hair sits just past his shoulders. It's usually slicked back. Right now, it's probably a bit tussled. Um, his pointed ears poke through his greasy hair. Uh, these days, he's sporting a mustache. He doesn't know how long he'll keep it, but it's working <laughs> for him at the moment. A dangly gold earring swings from his left ear, uh... Underneath his black leather armor is a, a white button tunic uh, and simple dark red drawstring p- pants. Uh, his boots are, are fairly nice compared to the rest of his outfit because they are. Uh, they're custom made for him. He loves very few things in this world more than these boots. He's had them for many years. Um, on his fingers hold a few different rings. Um, all are cheap and, and valueless except for the gold band on his index finger that holds an opal. Um, he's, uh, even through his, his gag, he is, uh, smiling. He, he has like a little cheeky grin on. Um, and, and yeah, that, that, that is Ellis Vendove. Um, the, the man kind of like goes by your feet, checking out the boots a little closer. And, uh, you reckon these might be my size? And he's kind of like holding his feet next to your feet, trying to, to see if they're the right size. Um, and he's going to try and pull them off of you, um while you're laying there so you can attempt to kind of fend him off yeah up to i would i would love i would love to sort of kick him off me if possible i doubt that, uh, that'll go well for him but sure go ahead and roll uh i guess like a attack roll an unarmed strike with your foot <laughs> great 
plus zero, baby. First, first roll of the game. First roll. Uh, uh, natural two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you can. You're like your feet are like kind of bound from like the like just below the knees, and so they're like snagging your feet, and you're trying to uh, wiggle your foot up and with some force like throw it back down. And um, he's like, cut that out. Come on now, just work with me here. Uh, and he snags the the boot off and kind of puts them on. Um, after taking off his like very weathered boots, um, and he's like, I, I I think these are pretty nice on me, don't you think? And um, the orc woman's kind of rummaging over you, doesn't really see much uh, of value that they that she wants. And she's like, just go get the other one, please. Um, and uh, the the man goes back over to the other side of the ca- cavern. Um, and Loomis, you feel yourself battered, a little bruised, but pretty fine, all things considered. Uh, you sense that you're in a cave, and while there was what you assumed to be a body next to you, it has now been dragged away. Hearing two others experiencing this, your time soon comes. Your legs are lifted, and you are dragged on the rough, uneven ground. Your blindfold removed. You see two men to your right, uh, a man and an orc woman hovering over you. Um, what do they see before them? Yeah, so they see, even while sitting down, a very just tall, lean man who in head to toe is in all black. Like their cloak, the they have a velveteen dovetail coat underneath said coat, black pants, black shoes, black gloves, black everything black. Um, except for you do see a necklace dangling from their neck, and it's a kind of a goldish jade coloring to it um you said that Miss was at one point near one of the body he felt a body next to him yes yeah you at one point uh were, were next to a body so before Miss was pulled to i guess where the other people are you with him in all back black you would have maybe even assumed that was a shadow of someone else kind of just is very lifeless, if you will. Um, as he gets pulled and the blindfolds around are taken off, you do see long, flowing black hair at once half tied up, probably a little bit messy now, but still flowing in somehow. And you see <laughs> a very pale and gloomy face. Um, as the blindfold comes off, you do see very tired-looking green eyes that are set deep within their sockets um and as he scans the room he kind of just seems very emotionless to what's going on okay um they kind of rummage through your pockets and the orc woman's like i'm not sure this one's even even a lot and like are they doing okay like did we did we did we do something to them did they come like this what's going on um, and the, the man's like, I, I, I don't know, you know, these are just people we found out, out there on the road today. So I, I, I don't know, but this one doesn't look well. You're right. But regardless, what a waste. All I got were these boots, one gold piece, and then they snatched the, the necklace off of you. And this, and this necklace, I don't know what, and they toss it in the pile, um, kind of where you see like some other like passing treasures that they've gotten from the road you know this and that um 
the three of you are kind of all just like laying next to each other within like a foot of each other, blindfolds off, but still gagged and tied up. Um, and the two bandits leave the room kind of going back out uh, through like the small little hallway that leads back out, you assume, into the um, into like the open air. Um, and you can kind of like hear them sort of like stirring pots and pans and like making some food up um, out there. And um, yeah, the three of you are laying there in this cave. Well, I can't speak. Um, how 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 bound are we like by our hands? Like, how how like is it, is it is it loose at all? Is it tight? Like like I mean, I imagine it's fairly tight because we're bound. But like, is there any is there any breathing room? Right um, back. How are we tied up? Probably behind your back. Yeah, they're behind your back, and then the from your feet, it's like just below your knees, probably. So it's like pretty loose on the knees front. Um, but from behind your back, it's it's uh, you can't tell exactly how like well it is. But go ahead and do like a dexterity check, like a general dexterity check. All of you, whoever kind of wants to like test the bounds, um, and see how how tight they might have tied them. I would like to do one. Let's see, Thir- thirteen <laughs> for Ellis. 15 15 7 um Emil yours are very tight like you know they your like hands are are like pretty pretty bound like in like a prayer almost um there's not much wiggle room there um Ellis and Lou you're able to kind of like wriggle your hands not completely free but like you definitely have like way more like wrist movement to be able to kind of like scooch around and like grab something if you wanted to I think I sort of like position myself in a way that they can see me and um, I sort of try to motion to them like with my hands however I'm tied up trying my best even though I am gagged and bound to uh, try to get them to like remove my gag like I'm trying to like convince them to remove my gag. Uh, which mm. like anyone in particular or just kind of like rolling around in the middle here? I, yeah, I'm looking at these two strangers to the side of me, and I'm just, I'm, like, using my eyes to, like, point down. I'm trying to use my shoulders to, like, point to my gag to, like, like, and you probably hear, Emil will attempt to fidget over to, to do this, seeing someone uh, attempt to do something and not having a plan himself. He's going to try and fidget to where he can get his hands near this person's face. Okay, uh, yeah, go ahead and roll another uh, dexterity, just a general dexterity check to see how you could kind of, like, wriggle yourself up. Um, mm. Eleven. Okay, yeah, you're able to, like, scoot yourself upwards, so, like, your hands are in, like, the general area um, of Ellis's like, head, but um, you're still probably, like, a foot away from... Uh, you're like having difficulty like scooting backwards into mm. him so that way your hands could be closer to his mouth i'll just turn around and... <laughs> <laughs> um is the whenever they were saying oh all we got was boots what the things they got from us is all those things still in the room um the boots are gone those are on the guy's feet um but the 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 pile of like kind of treasures um is nearby probably like five feet um to like your left loomis so like to your left to your right would be ellis to ellis's right would be emil loomis would like to try and roll over to grab their necklace okay 
uh, yeah, go ahead and roll a, a dexterity check to see how well you roll on over. Eight. Um, you, like, start rolling, but you kind of get a little, like, out of control, and, like, you start kind of rolling in, like, a semicircle, almost, like, away <laughs> from the pile. Um, so you're, like, horizontal. So you're kind of, like, perpendicular now to, like, Ellis. Okay. Um, so, mm. like, your head is, like, kind of near his hands, but you're not near the, the the treasure. I'm near Ellis's hands now? A little bit, yeah. A little closer than you were before. Okay. Um, with, with that positioning, I will um, try to um, remove, like, like, squirm my way up to, to, to pull down um, um, this stranger's gag. Okay, roll another dexterity check here. Wasn't expecting to do a bunch of dexterity checks, but here we are. Hey, here, here we are. Uh, that, that'll be a 15 plus 2, 17. Okay, yeah, you're able to kind of, like finagle like your your the back of your hand so like one hand can be like a little more free um and like you know like the rope kind of goes like up your arm a little your forearm a little bit and you're able to reach out um and with a little aid from lou like pull down the gag enough that lou's uh, mouth is free from the gag lou miss then uh, just looks dead straight into the stranger's face just like dead in the eyes doesn't say anything and cat is gonna try to attempt to bite their way through their leg um ropes around their legs through your your leg ropes or through Ellis? my leg ropes yes your leg ropes okay yeah you're able to <laughs> sit up um and yeah roll roll a dex check to see if you can bend yourself in half there damn contortion uh, <laughs> to chew through some rope Ooh, uh, 21. You all witnessed the most flexible person you've seen since you were like at a carnival and saw a contortionist. Everyone and this the person. Stop. Everyone's just like, <laughs> the bandits come inside. Wait a second. Uh, you see Lou just bend in half completely, teeth to rope, um, and manages to. Chew through the rope. Go ahead, uh, Ellis and Emil, roll a perception check as Luke does this. Yeah, I mean, besides the check, given Ellis's circumstances, he is intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a 23. 23, okay. Um, just a nine. Somehow, from on the other side, you're like shocked by this. You're like sitting up, you're like, what's going on over there? <laughs> and Emil, you do see that, uh, that this person this with you know dead in the eyes who's bending themselves in half does have precariously sharp teeth um sharper than you would you know uh yeah i'll start start i'll start wiggling seeing that and how effective they are at taking off their own bindings and like like, trying to jet my hands and legs out towards this person and and move in that direction uh just like trying to shimmy over like showing my ropes Okay, uh, Lou, you're able to get out of your your leg binds uh, with ease. Uh, you have, you know, having the sharp teeth that you have. Um, you're able to get out of your your leg binds, so you're just tied up with your hands, your mouth free, um, your legs free. Okay, um, my legs free. I'm going to look at the two strangers and then walk to get my necklace mm-hmm. and just. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> 
I grab? Can I grab my necklace? Um, yeah, I think you're showing your flexibility previously with bending in half. I think it's pretty easy for you to squat down and, like, with your hands behind you and, like, they were a little loose, um, you're able to grab the necklace. Okay, I grab, I grab my necklace and then head, um, kind of just, like, I guess put it up, try to, can I put it, try to put it back up my sleeve or something or try to finagle it in a pocket just so it's secure Uh, somewhere? Yeah, I think you can easily get it into, like, a pocket in your pants um, okay. pretty easily. So, yeah, you do that. With my contortionism that I have now, um, yeah, I do that. Apparently. <laughs> um, and then, and then I, I look, which of the two look stronger? Um, roll a perception check. That's a, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, 16. Um... What are y'all's strengths? I'm at a flat 10. I'm zero. Baby. I have a 10 as well. <laughs> Equal. So Lou yeah. looks at them and then just like <laughs> rolls their eyes. <laughs> has this a long... And then goes up to uh, the stranger closest to them, which I'm assuming is Ellis. Yes. Correct? Yeah, it'll be Ellis. Oh, no, it's Ellis. Um, and kind of turns around for them and like undoes their um their mouth binding okay yeah you're you have quite the flexibility with squatting now with your hands behind your back and you're able to get um the gag out of ellis's mouth and uh ellis (coughs) uh uh thank you friend um damn usually i have to pay extra for this kind of service uh but um how about this um how about you give me five and I like behind my back. I sort of wiggle my hand around, and um, I cast Mage Hand um, okay. uh, because now that I can speak, uh, and a light pink uh, ephemeral um, uh, hand appears in the air, and it goes up to uh, Loomis's mouth and pulls down their gag. Their gag. I thought their gag was already gone. Yeah. Was there a gag gone? Yeah, oh, it they was. It? I, go, I just haven't <laughs> <spoken>. <laughs> goes goes to a, goes to a meals gag. A meals gag. Okay. A meals gag. Great. You're all ungagged. Thank you very much. That was. Uh, don't like my voice being silenced. That's, and also my feet and hands. Yeah. Um. I can. I can. I can start working on that. Um. I. I you with the chompers. Damn, homie. What. What the shit? You. This is some. Shiny teeth and me kind of teeth you got going on. Um, and uh, as, yeah. as I say that, <laughs> I start um, uh, using my mage hand to, um, uh, to, to go ahead and untile, uh, untie Loomis's hands um, behind their back with my mage hand, if possible. Uh, yeah, you're able to, um, I think, do that pretty, like, you're doing your hands, you said, or Lou's hands? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think it'd probably be easier if I do my hands first, and then now that I have two free hands plus a third hand, we, I can, like, you know, start the process of untying everybody. Great. You do that. You untie your hands you, with your mage hand. You untie Lou's hands with your hands in the mage hand, and you manage to get um, Emil's hands also untied. Your hands are all free. Your legs are still bound on Emil and Ellis. My legs are still bound? Yes. Yes. Get it all oh, off. Uh, get it out of yeah, here. Yeah, I would... Yeah, I would I would like to to start. Uh, yeah, I if, untie. If they need help. <laughs> okay, yeah, your since your hands are all unbound now, you all start working on your your uh, 
legs. Uh, LSU have particular ease as you're bootless, um, so your feet kind of like, you just kind of have to scooch it down and then you're able to get it past your ankles, no problem. Um, so the three of you now, having defeated my rope puzzle, uh, are in this cave. Uh, you know that there are probably bandits on, on the outside of this tunnel that kind of leads outward. Um, and that is where you are. Do, I'm assuming we don't, but do we still have our weapons? Are they somewhere in this cave? What's, what's all in this cave? I can roll for it as well. Uh, yeah, roll perception or investigation to kind of look around this cave and see if you can find anything. Uh, noticing them do that, can I potentially, uh, like, be like, oh yeah, where's, where's all my shit? Can I, can I help them out? Yeah. Um, so you can either roll with advantage or Ellis can roll too. Um, I'll roll with advantage if that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> Emil <Okay>. distracts you. <laughs> hey, hey, wait, stop, stop looking around. The most valuable resource is right here in front of you. It's all of us. Uh, my name's Emil. Um, I'm, uh, I would really like to get out of this cave alive. I'm assuming the two of you would like the same thing. I I need to get out of this cave, but I need to get those fucking. I'm I'm not leaving without those fucking boots. Those are my fucking boots. So, so violence. I was just looking for a weapon. Yes. Uh. Okay. How about this? We arm ourselves. Whatever we can find. Uh. And then, we just get the hell out of here. That's what I was trying to do. Yeah. Uh. Find my boots and get the hell out of there. Yeah. I'm down with that plan. I mean, I don't think we're walking out of here. Like, I don't think we're at the front door. I'm pretty sure. We're going to have to bust through, crack open some heads, make right. an omelet sort of thing. You know what I'm saying? Do I see any weapons or anything around? A perception or investigation check. Okay. A 19 perception. Uh, yeah, you can see. So, yeah, you're kind of in this sort of large cavern area. There's sort of like two rooms that have kind of been cut away from the, the rocks. Water, human, you don't know why. Um, but you see in the corner um, from where you assume you were like dragged from is a pile of like they have like their treasure pile and then they kind of have like the junk pile of like stuff they weren't sure what to do with um, and there you see um, some weapons uh, you don't know you know you see, what weapon do you carry usually do you don't you don't carry a weapon do not carry a weapon so you just see some some weapons. There's like a spear, so like a maybe a crossbow. Look, friend, um, it's um, it's probably in this corner. I'll, I'll keep guard. You you get your stuff. Go get your stuff. Um, and I'll try to like just make sure the guards are still cooking. Like, do I still hear that noise of them moving around? Uh, yeah, I think with your you had a nineteen. You said yeah. I think you're able to kind of hear through the this like tunnel opening um, that there's still some voices outside. Um, you discern um, at least four voices. Hmm. Okay. Um, as I kind of rush to dig through this pile, do I find um, my light crossbow and dagger um, in this pile? You do. Convenient. <laughs> I walk over there as well. Do I? The spear that you mentioned is that mine can i tell that, that would mine? be that would be okay. your spear yes wow what congratulations <laughs> you defeated my weapon pile puzzle <laughs> uh, yes <laughs> another puzzle down yes. two down okay great start up. everybody <laughs> <clears throat> um 
as as I'm sort of like picking up my uh, crossbow and like loading it, I um, I turn to Loomis and I, I say, um, I'm like, well, I mean, fuck formal formal introductions. Let's, um, uh, my, my name is Ellis. Um, uh, I don't know why the fuck I'm here right now. I don't know what the hell happened. What's your name, fool? Uh, my name is Loomis Bjorn. I was headed to Mistfall, and then kind of blank after that. Yeah, I was too. I love that place. I go there uh, more than I'd like to. Um, Same. Um, I mean, I'm also headed to Mistfall. I, I've I've never been, but it seems like you're familiar, Ellis. You said, and you uh, are you very familiar with the city? I've I've never been before. Oh, you you fools are gonna love this fucking place. It is so chill. It's a great place to relax, unwind, hide out if you need to. There's a lot of trees, but it's it's gorgeous. Absolutely freaking gorgeous. Um, it's I I call it the the jewel of the country. Nobody else calls it that, but um, maybe they do. But um, you know, I do. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I'm doing this as I'm loading the crossbow ball. I'm like, okay, cool. So uh, like like I said before, um. I need, I need to get my boots back. Those are my boots. Um, so I'm pretty sure, I mean, I, I don't know how good y'all are all with, like, like killing folk if you need to, or at least knocking them out. I mean, uh, but I feel like we're going to have to get a little rowdy if we want to get out of here. I'm fine with killing people. Great. I, mean, <laughs> I, I can defend myself, but surely it doesn't have to come to that. I, I'm a businessman, a, a, a good one at that. I can possibly... Make a deal to get your boots back and get us out of the cave without, without the need for risk of death. I mean, it sounds like you're pretty quick of the tongue. I consider myself fairly quick of the tongue as well. I mean, if if you'd like to approach this from a more, you know, plan A diplomacy, plan two, you know, shoot, shoot a motherfucker with a crossbow. Like I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, I mean, I'm just scared. I think. <laughs> um... <laughs> I would say I've my savvy comes more from my wits than my tongue, but I I don't know. Um. Well, I mean, hey, we're, I I say at least until we're out of this cave. After this cave, we can all go wherever we need to go. But at least let's stick together. Let's work together to get out of this this little predicament that we find ourselves in. Right. It's going to be a short podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So, what? And the world, the world splits <laughs> beneath our feet. Um, okay, yeah, you all kind of uh, head on over to like the little tunnel that leads outward. Um, it's a, it's a kind of tight squeeze, not too tight, but it's, you know, it's about like two people wide can comfortably s- squeeze out of it. Um, and it's about uh, about fifteen feet long, probably this tunnel into the into the cave. Um, and you see that there's a light um, at the end of it as you kind of like scooch in there a little bit. I don't know how you guys want to approach, um, you know, leaving the cave uh, per se. But you see like as you're scooching through that um, this the other side of, of this little tunnel leads to the outside um, where you can kind of see that there's you can smell a fire with some food cooking and you hear four voices. And that's that's the only exit we can see is just the light in front of us where there's the fire and people okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um w- whispering i guess um i say i'm like all right i mean we got to make a choice here folks are we we busting out guns blazing or we want to we want to try to talk our way out of this we can try to try to, we can try to sneak our way past them but 
Oh, it's, it seems pretty narrow. I mean, I'd like to talk, but it, let's do what we have to. If you'd like to talk, my friend, by all means. Oh, okay. Let me just get in the zone. Becky, what time of day is it? Like, can we tell? Um, it's probably like late afternoon. Um, would be your guess. Uh, you all kind of started your day. Your things are starting to come back to you now, as you remember. Like you started your day somewhere else from here, um, and that you came upon some people who you know attacked you from like the shrubs, or maybe they were pretending to, um, you know, be. Uh, bleeding on the side of the road and like asking for aid and, and things like that and that you got ambushed and wound up here um you assume it hasn't been super long um ellis you've probably been here well you don't know how long the others have been here but you you feel like you've been here a good bit of your day probably um and the other two you're not you're not sure uh but it is now kind of the afternoon you can feel the the sun a little bit beating down um, or like a, a warm, a warm crispness in the air. That doesn't make sense. A warm crisp. Uh, well, a warm crisp is delicious, Ooh. I'd say. Like a nice <laughs> warm apple sounds, crisp. Nothing like a warm Damn, crisp. That sounds great right now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, well, good night, everyone. We're going to go make Emil. apple crisp real quick. <laughs> Emil uh, stands up and says, I'm going to get in the zone. And he starts brushing his suit off. Um, and he goes into his bag, which he's retrieved, and, and puts on two sturdy-looking gloves uh, that he, that came with his Explorer's pack. Um, okay. And he uh, was trying to dust, get all the dust and stuff off and smooth out the wrinkles and says, neither of you has a lint roller on you, do you? I'm not suited, fully suited for a deal-making mode, but I can make this work, but I'd, I'd rather have, like, you to get all the dirt off. Mm, um... Yeah, I don't have shoes on, bud. So, uh, I think think your SOL on the lint roller in my book. All right, um, I'll I'll lead the way into that tunnel. Uh, I'm not trying to tra- attract too much attention as we make our way through. Um, okay, go ahead and roll. The three of you roll a stealth check as you kind of start making your way through this tunnel. Lou would definitely like to stay in the back of the, just okay. in the back, just in general. Cool. Uh, else will a nice little nine. Nine, okay. <laughs> Lou rolled uh, their first natural one. <laughs> let's go, baby. Let's get the party let's go, started. Let's get, get him out, get him out, get him out. <laughs> I rolled a five. But it, it's a seven. Just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Nine's a five total. Anyway, what did you roll, Emil? Five. Five, Hey. Bandits don't hear real good, okay? So you all still managed to somehow stealthily make your way to... uh, The bandits didn't roll good. Bandits rolled real bad. (laughs) Uh, You managed to make your way to... Everyone be quiet. (laughs) Shut up. Yeah, you guys are, like, kicking rocks and, like, kind of, like, where did you guys come from? And, like, making niceties here as you make your way through the tunnel. But somehow you make your way to kind of, like, the mouth of the cave. Um, and you see now that before you are four people, um, an orc woman that you recognize as the one that was standing over you, a human man that you recognize to also have been the one standing over you, uh, a dwarven woman and a halfling man uh, who you don't recognize are also, they're all four kind of around this fire 
um, that's just outside this cave. A dwarven woman and a halfling man, you said? Yes. Um, I look back just with a silent nod to make sure these these two are ready. I as as you nod, I like mouth to you, and I say, um, uh, I go, you got this, and uh, you feel fairly inspired as I give you a bardic inspiration. That's so nice. Uh, I turn back towards this this crowd of people, um, and button the front of my suit and step out uh, with my hands up, and I say. Perhaps in exchange for our freedom, I'll teach you how to tie a proper knot. <laughs> oh God! Um, you, you, they like suddenly all like turn around from the campfire, um, and they're like, "You see the man who? I, I know I tied some good knots. I know I did, but uh, what, get, Go back inside the cave. Go back. Go back inside the cave, and you see him grab one of his like hand axes and kind of like wait, stand wait, wait. up, scooching for you a little bit. I'm. I mean, you all no harm. You are hustlers, just like I am. I. I am not here for a fight. I am here to make sure that your capturing of us, fair and square, fair and squ- good, solid capturing. This. Bonk on my noggin. It's not going to go away for a while. Good job so far, but I'm trying to make sure that it wasn't a waste. We can make this worth your while still. Yeah, you can make it worth our while by going back inside the cave. I mean, I know you don't have anything. I checked you pretty, pretty good, I will say so myself. Yeah, I'm really going to keep all my assets on my person. That's good business. Come on, Yeah, think. that's what I do. <laughs> well, you're also the one who tied these knots, so... And I look to his, the, the others and say, so how much do you really want to trust that strategy? <laughs> uh, have the other two... Have Loomis and Ellis come out behind me, or am I just fucking standing alone? Uh, no, I, 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 I imagine I would have, like, okay. step, stepped out with them. Um, I imagine, like, you all are kind of, like, the three of you are in front of this this cave mouth, and now, like, the four people at the campfire have kind of, like, created, like, a bit of a barrier. Um, not, they're not, like, two, they're probably, like, 20 feet or, like, 15 feet away from you and, like, a line kind of, like, creating, like, a little bit of, like, a body barrier between you and, like, just breaking it towards the freedom or whatever. Um, and the orc woman's like, now I know that you well, I don't know. I don't know what you're trying to say here, but um, we keep our assets on us, okay? We got. You've seen probably all that we got. You don't have assets, cause I don't know what you're talking about about like assets being elsewhere. What's that about? We don't. What's a bank? You know, like what is that? That's all like. I didn't say bank. This so is you bandit know, land. You know something. Um, <laughs> I know a little bit more than our buddy Roger here does. Yeah, that's correct. I, I'll Ro- tur- Roger, I'll remember that name. Yeah. I, I turn he's, around. He's gonna come back and murder everybody. <laughs> you, you write the, you write Not that name do down, first. Roger. Yeah. Yeah, well, you write it down, Roger. Roger's um, the name to remember. You know. I do. I do turn around at this point and look at these two and say, like, Plan Two, I guess. As soon uh, as he says plan okay, cool, two, cool, 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 cool. Uh, Loomis goes, um, how far away are, are they? 
Um, probably the closest one to you would be, like, the halfling man has kind of, like, scooched around to, like, the left side of, like, the cave opening. He's probably, like, 15 feet away from you. I would like to go to Ro- for Roger. How far is Roger? Um, Roger, having been, like, you, you know, he's getting kind of insulted a little bit. He's, like, a little bit closer, kind of encroaching on, um, Emil, and is probably, like, 10 feet away from you. I go for him and, and stab him with my spear. <laughs> um, Okay. You roll to attack, and then we'll all roll initiative after that one. Um, is 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 Roger the one that's wearing my boots? Yes, Roger is wearing uh, your boots. Uh, as Loomis stabs him, I'm like, "Fuck it, get my boots!" Uh, sixteen to hit. Uh, that does hit. Sweet. Um, so that's going to be seven points of damage. Mm. So as, again, like I said, as soon as um, Emil turned around and said, plan two, you see Loomis kind of just so like glide over, like as if he's not even walking on the ground and just stabs this guy in the gut. And then as the spear's going in the gut, <laughs> He's gonna then, you see his hand come out, and you now just notice that he has these very long, painted black, because that's his aesthetic, claws come out, and also try to smack him, swipe him across the Mm -hmm. face. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, 22 to hit. Uh, to hit, yes. Yes, that does hit. And get my camera to focus. There it goes. For an additional six points of damage. Okay, you immediately come out of this cave, um, frustrated by the situation. You're like, well, let's business business talk aside. You just completely come out and just run Roger through, and he's dead. (laughs) He dies. Oh, damn. And then I turn, I turn to Emil and goes, and I say, I told you I didn't care if I killed someone. Oh. And the, uh, the rest of the band's like, now, where, where was this when we were capturing you earlier today? You, is, this, <laughs> is this a trap? And the, is, this a, is this a trap? Uh, did, they, did Roger get us into a, tra- a trap? Are these secret assassins out to get us? Um, and the orphan's like, forget about that. Let, let's get them, guys. Um, and yeah, roll for initiative, everybody. Uh, I got a 22 for initiative. I have a dirty 20. Wait, what did, did you get, Ellis? Sorry. 22. 22. Emil? 20. 20. Lou? 14. 14. Okay. All right. Top of the order. Ellis. There are three bandits now. Uh, the closest one would be the orc woman who is kind of also encroaching on a meal, probably 10 feet within t- to a meal, 15 feet to you. Um, to your right is the halfling, no, is the dwarven woman, um, about 15 feet away. And then to the left of the cave is the halfling man. 15 feet away um, I think um, 
I want to try to get as many as I can in a uh, sort of a 15 foot cone area. So I don't think I could, I think I could get the one that's right in front of Emil and potentially the dwarven woman to his right. Probably mm -hmm. not like all three of them, but I can get like two out of the three. Yeah. Uh, I want to like try to maybe scooch to like Emil's left um, and kind of just run up uh, in my bare feet. And um, as I'm running by uh, Loomis, uh, I go, holy shit, that was awesome. Uh, and uh, I, I kind of get uh, kind of next to Emil and uh, I, I whisper him to Emil and I say, hey, buddy, what's the loudest sound you've ever heard? Uh, um, God, this is a lot of pressure. Uh, childbirth. Uh, was it louder? <laughs> okay, I love that. <laughs> I, I go, I, I, I think, I think, um, uh, uh, Ellis goes, oh, uh, and then I go, was it louder than this? And I slap my hands together and cast, uh, a thunder wave. Um, okay. and I need, uh, the person in front of, uh, Emil and I think the dwarven woman to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Um, the orc who is next to Emil rolls an 18. The okay. dwarven woman rolls a 13. Okay. The orc saves and the dwarven woman does not save. So the orc woman will take half damage and not be pushed 10 feet back. Okay. Um, I rolled an 11. So the dwarven woman will take 11 points and the orcish woman will take, uh, to half that. So six. Okay. Yes. Um, okay, yeah, you you move right on up to Emil, and you're like, what about this? Um, and you send out a thunder wave. The dwarven woman flies the ten feet into, like, the side of this, like, rock wall that you, you've kind of come out of this cave. Dead. Immediately dead. Dies. Um, oh, God. And you've just decimated her against the side of the cave um, entrance. And then the orc woman um, is like... That was loud, um, and that was loud. That was loud. Um, and um, I turn to the orc woman and I say, uh, "I'm like, hmm. Maybe your friends were right. Maybe Roger did set you up for a trap." And I will use my bonus action to do unsettling words, and they will have to subtract a bardic on their next saving throw. A D six, okay, dokey. D six. That'll be the end of my turn. All right. Next is Emil. There's the uh, orc woman in front of you. To your left is a halfling man about 15 feet away from you. Uh, that's it. The orc woman in front of me, uh, I'm assuming the fire that we smelled is behind her. Like it was like in the center of all of them because they were yes. cooking and stuff. So it's Great. behind her, yeah. I'm going to make a shove attack. <laughs> okay. Push her into it. <laughs> all right. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, that's a. You just do a attack roll, or is that a contest? That might be a contested strength, right? Um, I'm pretty sure um, it's. Or is it attack? A special melee attack, but. Oh, okay, okay. Then yeah, go ahead and roll an attack roll. Yeah, it's a, it's it's an attack. Uh, we know is... what we're doing here. <laughs> yeah, this we, dicey. Everyone looks at. The we rules. know the. We know the rules. Okay. Uh, what am, what am I adding? My strength? Uh, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then I'm gonna 
start approaching her and realize how just how much bigger she is than than I she am is. probably. She is much bigger. Um, and yeah. then think think back to the the encouraging <clears throat> words I just got a, a bit ago, uh, and add six to that. That's a sixteen. That does that does hit. Yes. Yeah, so you shove her um, yeah. into the fire. She uh, trips a little bit and doesn't quite fall, but is definitely like standing in the fire Mm -hmm. and will take some damage from the said fire. Oh, wait, actually, she did a little saving throw there. So, okay, she manages to keep her footing, but she's now standing in the fire and just like, oh, God, oh, that's so that's so hot Um, and takes (laughs) two points of fire damage. And that, that was with the unsettling words. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But she's standing in fire right now. She can't. She's, she is in the fire. Um, with my movement, I will mm-hmm. position myself on the other side of Loomis. <laughs> kind of. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, next is the dwarven woman who's dead, so never mind. So next is Lou. Uh, so before Lou moves on to the next person, you see him kind of kneel down and touch Roger's forehead. And mm-hmm. as you see that, I mean, clearly dead, dead and gone. Um, but as you see Lou touch it, you kind of see more of his life be sucked out of him, if you will, just draining him a bit. And then just walks past him to the next person. And I'm assuming Emil, Emil sees this. Emil uses the rest of his movement to go hide behind Alice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, so there's the orc woman standing in the fire, or there's the halfling man to your left. I'll go for the halfling man on my left. Okay, and cool. I'm So as I, you know, touch the Roger's forehead turn left and just one try one fluid motion stab him also in the gut with my spear absolutely go ahead ten to hit uh that misses so real cool though you like walk on over (laughs) but uh he's able to kind of like catch it before it like penetrates his skin and he's like now hold on there missy I'm not ready to die yet, mister. <laughs> I'm not ready to die yet. And then I look at him and go, we all die eventually. And then claw him with a bonus action. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go ahead and do that. Yeah, that's 18 plus 6 to hit. Uh, Yeah, that'll, <laughs> that'll For hit him. 8 points of damage. It might be my time, but not not quite yet, Mister. <laughs> <laughs> but real, I think real close. Uh, as he's now just like profusely bleeding from his face. Great, it is his turn, the halfling man's turn, um, and he's going to uh, still kind of like is able to like push your spear out of the way and pulls out his scimitar. And slices out towards you with that. And that's an 18 to hit. That does hit. Okay, you take three points of slashing damage as he's able to 
um, pushing your spear out of the way is able to then kind of like get you off footing a little bit and slash into you. I said it wasn't my time quite yet. And next is the orc woman who is standing in fire still and takes more damage looking burned to a little <laughs> burnt. bit burnt and bloodied um but steps out of the fire um and heads to you um lou and you can you can kill everybody here but not gramps um and is going to tend to like slice you through with their scimitar with her scimitar um but uh, having, you know, been standing in fire, kind of like can't see very well. Ash, smoke, coffin, eyes burning, um, and attempts to like run you through, but um, instead kind of just like catches some of like your like cape and drapery of clothing that you kind of wear and slices that a little bit um, completely, completely missing you. Top of the order. It is Ellis. Um, Does it seem like they were referring to themselves as Gramps or the halfling man? The halfling man is Gramps. The woman is named Gramps. Everybody's actually named Gramps. Three Gramps and a Roger. The bandit's band. Haven't you heard of them? Legends. I pull out my crossbow and to the orc woman, I go, hey! Shut up. <laughs> and that is and, uh, uh, a 15 to hit. That does hit. That yeah. does hit. You were right. You uh, have a silver tongue. <laughs> I, I, I wink. I wink at Emil. Uh, that'll be five points of damage. Uh, yeah, she's dead. <laughs> I, go, I go, hey. And she looks at me. I go, shut up. <laughs> and I just, just shoot her. I like shoot her in the neck. <laughs> yeah, through the neck. She c- falls over um, kind of on to, to Gramps and, um, and Lou, who kind of like dodge out of the way. And Gramps is like, maybe it's not my time. Could we c- c- call it tr- truce, perhaps? Um, as as I finish my turn, I go. I'm like, we'll start talking, buddy. You 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 tied us up first. I know I did. That wasn't me. And it's Emil's turn. Listen, bud. Uh, I don't know these two very well, but right now you have a chance to just get the fuck out of here. Like I'm, I don't want to kill anyone. If you just go, I, I'm good. Uh, I'll just ransack my way through your belongings here and take what's valuable, and you go live the rest of your long life away from here, where certain death lies. And he points at you. Are you are you okay with that? Me? He points at yeah you. Are you you okay? Loomis looks at Emil and um, Ellis and goes, y'all said you were heading to Mistfall, right? Sure as shit. Absolutely. I'm fine with that then. Look, turning oh. back toward Gramps. <laughs> All right, then. And he just like wipes off his scimitar, puts it back in the scabbard, um, like heads over to the campfire, um, sort of like ladles some of his stew into like a little bowl. And he's like, All right, I hope to never see you again then. 
and he just trots away. If Gramps is the big bad Becky, I'm pissed. (laughs) 60 episodes. He just scuttles away, Um, yeah. Um, I I shout out after him and I go, remember Ellis Van Dove kicked your ass and uh, uh, Emil and, and Loomis. You just see him like raising like a thumbs up. He's like, you got it. And then he kind of moves a little bit faster, as fast as his little halfling legs can, can move him. So that's where you all are. You have defeated the bandits. You are out of initiative. Um, and yeah, the three of you have kind of lay of the camp right now um i immediately run to a a dead roger and start just like yanking the boots off of him and i'm just like you i'm like you son of a bitch you give me that my fucking god they probably stink like shit now and i i put my boots back on are those some no you don't his decrepit little toes hold on to it (laughs) (laughs) becky we weave master please give me my shoes no 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 special footwear for you um they're my friend, these are some of the finest boots you can find in all of Honeyguard. Um, these mm. are custom made to my feet. I, I've had these boots for, for, for years, and I'll be damned if I'll let some dumb motherfucker named Roger uh, steal them off my feet. Respect, um, respect. I put my hand out for a handshake. Emil Mazak, and you're looking at one of the finest suits made in Venzor, so I feel you. I, I didn't want to say anything, friend, but uh, mostly because we were tied up and bound and gagged and we were about sure, to die. Sure. But yeah, my friend, that is a very nice suit, Ellis Vendove. It's, it's it is it is a pleasure. Happy, you know what? Well, I could have been tied up and bound and gagged with a lot of other uh, dumb sacks of shit. I'm sure as shit, I'm happy. Um, I'm tied up with you two. Of all the gin joints, you know. Yeah, um, uh, I, I'm uh, Loomis, right? Yes, Loomis Bjorn. Damn, dog, you scary as hell with that spear. Yeah, Damn. Um, I mean, we maybe we can get to know each other a little better as we walk, but th- uh, the whole dead guy bit was fun. I'm, that was I'm, that was fun. What what bit are you referring to? Uh, uh, ne- never mind. I'm gonna go look in the. <laughs> I'm gonna go look in the treasure pile for anything uh, yeah. you know useful. Uh, I go over to the stew that they were cooking. Is it good? Um, uh, yeah. Go ahead and grab a little ladle full of that, and um, yeah, Take it seems sip. like it's kind of like a little venison stew. Venison sounds like a really fancy word for like deer from the side of the road kind of vibe, but it's a little a little deer and rabbit stew kind of thing. It's people. Sure. I- hey if it's people people good uh, I, <laughs> I i make myself a little bowl uh as, as i'm eating the food I'm, I'm just like hey y'all gotta eat up when y'all can you never know when you're gonna get your next meal um and i start like slurping down the stew meals going uh, in the cave to to look at the treasure all right inside the cave um you kind of go back to the little treasure pile um and which you knew existed uh you find 12 gold pieces 24 silver pieces and a golden ring worth approximately 50 gold pieces which you know because you're no you don't know that but 
Maybe you do, because you're a little vendor yourself, a little market man. Um, We're going to call you the little market man. Yeah, little market man. (laughs) I will uh, (laughs) test that ring out to see if it fits. Does it fit? Uh, It does. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take one of my gloves off and add it to my right hand, and then put the glove back on. Uh, and come out and say there was a little bit of money inside uh, and I'll I'll give four gold each to them Mm -hmm. um, and eight silver each to them we gotta do math now and and divide by three hell yeah Um, big brain Ellis uh, digs very far deep into his pants and pulls out his coin purse that uh, uh, because I do have I did did well we could retcon did they take my coin purse off of me because I do I did have money coming into this game uh no no I guess um, they did uh, I pull out a small little coin purse and uh, I go I'm like my friend you can you can keep that money I I I got some bucks on me okay don't have to tell me twice oh um, I have to hold my character sheet already. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, so, um, shit, um, I mean, it's late afternoon, I don't know if y'all wanna, like, uh, maybe, uh, I'm like, do you wanna, I don't know how far away we are from Misfall, shit, I don't even know how the fuck I got here, um, um, do y'all wanna, like, step outside and kinda get a lay of the land Let's get our bearings, I'm not sure it's wise to stay here, they might have other friends. Yeah, Gramps could be a conniving thief, we don't know. Yeah, he could be waiting outside to kill us um do we do i have a recollection of how i got this nice bump on my head and how i got found and gagged and brought here same um yeah i imagine i mean you were all you were traveling from amelia you were traveling from benzor um you probably uh you know close to miss fall when this happened um i don't have the map in front of me right now but it's definitely a a pretty long trek up to miss fall from benzor i think like a Mm -hmm. week's travel mm-hmm. um so this is probably like the last day of travel you're like i'm ready to go to misfall like we're almost there um and i think these this group of bandits kind of had um just jumped you from like the side of the road um seeing that you were kind of in this like fancier attire assumed they would get something out of you and kind of like whacked you on the head mm-hmm. bound and gagged you and brought you to their little cave yeah um yeah ellis you were on the move from Broadway. from Broadway, yes um and had probably also been traveling for quite a few days um i know uh lou you were also moving from broad bay i believe so uh you guys were probably oh no wasn't i coming from Mooncrest? yes but you would have gone through broad through, bay oh i thought SF. i misheard you never mind yes yes, I would yes. Have so been coming from Mooncrest across the across the ocean to broad bay um so you're probably like a couple of hours um after ellis um, in the same kind of spot they had um, just sort of jumped all three of you separate you know you're all individual travelers on the road and they saw you as like easy pickings and they were wrong because you <laughs> murdered them incredibly very easily um, but yeah getting up on top like kind of leaving the little camp area and getting on top of like a hill you can see out um, and you can actually see Mistfall, um, like the, the spire peaks um, of the academy and library through the treetops um, you can see it peeking out, and you know that it's probably only like two hour, three hour kind of like walk from here. It looks really welcoming in comparison to where we just woke up. 
Yes, there we go. Ellis, you said you're you're familiar with this place. Uh, yeah, I've I've been through um, Mistfall uh, quite a few times over the, over the course of the last ten years. Um, it's 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 pretty big. Um, uh, it's a it's a great place. I mean, for it's it's a great place to do a lot of things. I think a lot of people like to study there. Um, um, you know, very kind of elven city. But um, for for me, it's it's a great place to kind of lay low, kick back, find a nice little uh, hole or I guess like large tree to hide out in. Um, uh, but yeah, it's 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 a, it's a lovely little city. Um, one like next to Honeyguard, it's probably one of the prettiest cities on the continent. Um, I'm looking. I'd be happy to. Sh- yeah, I'm looking. I'd be happy to show. I want. I want yeah, to I'm, see. The... <laughs> no, after you. I'd be happy to show you around. <laughs> the nature itself is very appealing to me. Um, it also seems like a place where people are focused. Like you could get some work done there, and I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's um, I mean, like it, what's nice is there's there's a kind of a nice like juxtaposition between like you know like the pretty sort of nature, you know, lots of trees, foliage, and all this stuff. But 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 the people there are like studious and like it's 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 like you know it's a yeah. it's a there, there's there's a there's a lovely sense of sort of formality to that city, um, sort of hidden hidden underneath all this nature. It's lovely. Um, but yeah, if, I mean, if y'all if y'all want a little guide there, I can show you the way there. It's no it's no big deal. Please lead the way. Excellent. I'm pretty sure we could probably make it there before nightfall. Hopefully. Yes, God says yes. A whisper <laughs> comes from above. You're right, Ellis. Well done. <laughs> I w- I wink. Um, setting out from the hill cave, you find your, uh, you see Mistfall on the horizon, about a couple hours walk from where you find yourselves. Um, the hills quickly turn into denser, deciduous forest. Uh, the leaves beginning to turn orange and red as the air is brisk in early fall. Um, I'll have you guys know, I learned about deciduous, the word deciduous from Zoo Tycoon. And we will be using deciduous and coniferous frequently in this campaign. Okay. Uh, go ahead for the people at home yeah, who for those, to not for know the, the definition. Yes, yeah, for the people the at home, deciduous word? trees are those um, like maple trees, oak trees, um, you know, annual leaf falling trees versus coniferous trees have cones and pine needles and things like that. Um, so a deciduous forest would be one with like leaf fall and orange trees and, and things like that okay um, fuck yeah we love that okay. and in zoo tycoon grizzly bears like a nice mixture of both deciduous <laughs> trees and coniferous trees <sighs> the city of <Spoiler>. Mistfall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is just becky's big zoo cartoon simulator <laughs> surprise actually you are caged inside of a giant <laughs> map and suddenly 20 tigers come running at you i created this this is off topic never mind the city of mistfall is embedded deep within the rooted forest you would know this ellis because you've been here before uh the rooted forest uh the trees here are very old and the roots tumble out from the dirt into the shallow banks of the two rivers that form here Uh, a waterfall sprays down from the silver summits and divides into the mirror river in the west and the oaks brook river to the east 
um, as you all kind of cut through the forest um, on, a, on a main uh, road here, a white stone wall surrounds the outside of the city as you approach with a beautiful arched gate that is open to all during the daytime. Uh, the elven influence in the city is unmistakable, but the city is filled with a wide diversity of people. Fey folks, elves, dwarves, goblins, humans, etc. Um, passing through the walls, you're greeted by more of this white stone architecture that wraps around the large trees in the area. High arches are common throughout the city with intricate stained glass or crystal windows. The city is bustling and lively with foot traffic and trade. Uh, there's docks that load up boats to travel down the river, exporting delicate metalwork and refined jewels. The main street that cuts through the center of town leading to, uh, it leads to an enormous maple tree. It's, <clears throat> it's bows uh, umbrella over the city, spiraling around in fascinating patterns. Uh, a large building sits at the base of the tree and is built along the outside of it. Uh, creeping upwards where it forms the tall spires that can be seen from the distance, the High Hall Academy and Library of Mistfall. Uh, that is where we will be ending tonight as you all enter into the beautiful city of Mistfall. Bada Hell yeah, dude. Oh, and th that's that's it. This could get this could get dicey. All right, y'all. What did everybody think? I hope you really enjoyed our first episode of This Could Get Dicey. I hope you enjoyed meeting all of the players. Um, I hope you liked Emil and Ellis and Loomis, and I can't wait for you all to get to know them even more. And I really hope that I can manage to maybe bring Gramps back around. I won't make any promises that he is or isn't in uh, the campaign in the future, and maybe he's the BBEG, we do not know. But until then, you can find This Could Get Dicey, where all podcasts are streamed, and on Instagram, at TCGDPod. If you found our antics enjoyable, help us out by leaving a rating and or review, maybe even share it with a friend. Thanks for joining us, and stay tuned to our next episode coming out Wednesday, March 8th.